Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> Just the intonation of when you say Panther is so good. Black Panther. Okay, uh, I... welcome to Staying In Tonight. Uh, my name is Kim Wynn, and I'm joined by... Kaylee Dela Cruz. And uh, this week, John Chan, our usual third co-host, is away in British Columbia. So uh, we will be doing this week's episode without him. And uh, he hasn't seen the movie that we're going to talk about this week, so I feel like that's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, we are talking about Black Panther this week. We are. Yeah. Marvel's Black Panther. Marvel Mar- Mar- <laughs> <Marvel> Studios' <laughs> Black Panther. Um Starring Chadwick Boseman and Lupita Nyong'o and Nyong'o. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And Letitia Wright and others. There's so many. There's a lot. They're of, all main characters. It's a great cast. <laughs> all, all, all great, great actors. It is. Great, yeah, sorry. definitely. Um, so yeah, if you have not seen Black Panther, uh, pause this right now. Go see it. It's great. Totally worth the money. And uh, come back, because this is a spoiler review slash discussion of the film, and if you want to avoid spoilers, then avoid the spoilers that we're going to be <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah. Come so, back after you've seen the film. Yeah. Definitely. Unless you don't mind having spoilers, then right. it's fine. Then continue listening. Yeah, some people don't really That's care. Okay. So but I would yeah. strongly suggest you see the movie first. Right. So... Are we just gonna? Oh no! Are we doing do this? Um, well, do you have anything to talk about? Not no. really. No. I, I'm still listening to the Black Panther album. Yeah. That we talked about last episode. So. Yes. I mean, me too. Okay. Uh, I haven't. Yeah. I guess it hasn't really been long since we last recorded. So. Mm-hmm. We were gonna talk about media, but never mind. <laughs> it's okay. Let's talk about the movie. Let's instead. talk about the movie. So, um, do we want to go in like? chronological order with the story well should we just should we just jump into opinions first sure and then get into the logistics yeah so if you had to give the film a score out of 10 what would you give black panther okay so seeing as like you guys know this if you've been listening to the show long enough that i don't know anything about superheroes or comics that's okay i'm not into it as some people would say um, but even as someone who's not a fan of the the genre in general, I still think I would give this movie like a solid eight. Nice. Solid eight. Yeah. How about you? Um, I... As, a, still... as someone who is like a big fan. Right. Yeah. As someone that, uh, that partakes in the consumption of <laughs> superhero films and other related media, um, I would also, well, I've been planning to see it. Again, but having only seen it once at this point, um, I'm feeling comfortable giving it a eight and a half to nine wow. out of ten. Yeah. How many times do you usually see these movies? A movie like this, eh, usually in the neighborhood of two to three times. Three times. Usually two. In theaters. In theaters, usually two in wow. theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see my score changing for the worse. Like going down from eight and a half to nine, just because, um, it's it's just not just a good superhero film, um, but it's just a good film, in general. In general, yeah. yeah. It's just a very well put together um, piece of storytelling that is moving emotionally and visually amazing as well. So, yeah, I think it's gonna stay in that 
neighborhood for me. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think we're alone in the way mm-hmm. we feel about this film, because... Yeah, because in the, the scheme of uh, the other, what's called MCU or Marvel Cinematic Universe films, um, this one has the highest critic score of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes out of all the other MCU films. So, really? Yeah, followed by, I think, the first Iron Man Iron movie Man? Yeah. or The Avengers. One of those two follows it. But I yeah. liked the first Iron Man. Yeah, it was good. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy to think that that came out, I think, 10 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel Studios has been putting out quality content for 10 years, and they continue to do that and are planning to do that for at least another 10 years for a long long time for a long time because (laughs) they make money and Disney and Marvel like money so yes yeah definitely but it's not it's not crap material for the most part so that's also nice for us yeah I love I love quality content quality's good (laughs) quality's good quality's nice yeah they've somehow managed to encroach on the whole the triangle of what is it cheap fast good Oh, yeah, yeah. Pick two? Yeah. Yeah, they, they've managed to somehow cheat that triangle by making... Well, it's not cheap to make these movies, so no. it's fast and good. It's fast and good, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. It's Never definitely mind. fast and good. Never mind. Yeah, but they, they're owned by Disney, so money's not a problem for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... And didn't it... It broke some records this weekend, didn't it? Broke it broke a lot of records, yeah. yeah. As far as I know, um, I think, like, biggest opening by, uh, like, an African-American director, like, biggest like February opening or something like that. Lots mm-hmm. of like records that you don't think they keep track of, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and I impressive. Think I, th- I want to say the biggest opening with an all black cast as well, maybe, or like mostly Probably, black. Probably, yeah. Like all black starring cast, I guess. Any right. of the white characters that are in the film are considered secondary, secondary or supporting. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's right. That's crazy. Crazy. That's, that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. That's a good precedent too for... Um, diverse casting films and their potential success um, in North America and abroad. Mm-hmm. So, as like as we discussed in the last episode. Yes. Yeah. So when you guys are listening to this, it's been a week since the movie came out. Yeah. Right. That's right. So, I don't know. You guys should have seen it by now. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. A lot of people are going to see it probably for the second or third time by the time you listen to this. So. Yeah. Get on it. I'm going to be honest. I've never been to a movie on opening weekend before. No. That's the first time I've ever done that. No way. Are you serious? No, I'm serious. What? Yeah. A lot of my first movie experiences have been with you. (laughs) You've never been to a movie on opening weekend? No. Never. Not for... No. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't think so. (laughs) Well, because, you know, like... You know I'm not a movie person right. by nature. I guess. Like I'm trying so not to even become as like a child one. that you can remember. No. No, not where I was like I'm going to it as soon as possible. I guess with like my family, like my dad would always take my sister and I to the cheap theater. So yeah, right. <laughs> That's like months after opening weekend. So mm-hmm. I guess I didn't really start going to opening weekend uh, premieres. I guess until I was older, but. Yeah, I've certainly never done it in my adult life. Well, so you're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Opening weekend crowds, I think, are especially if it's a a, a popular IP like a Marvel film or something like that, or like a franchise movie. Um, there, I th- I think it's fun and worth it to see it with an opening weekend crowd or even opening night if you can, because 
Um, it's exciting. It's exciting, and they're more invested in not necessarily more invested in, but like they're extra hyped because they they went out of their way possibly to go see it on opening night, right? Yeah. So uh, reactions are gonna be I don't know. I, reactions to jokes and stuff like that kind of add to the experience for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, was it was a full theater for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there were any empty seats. If there were, they were probably just like like the, single ones or yeah. like in the bottom row or something where like no that. one wants to sit yeah yeah so yeah um we wanted to talk about parts of the story that we liked maybe first and then yeah. maybe go into other elements yeah. of the, the film you want to start sure um you i guess my teach favorite... me because i like <laughs> i know it as a movie that's it right which is important too because a lot of um interviews that I've seen um, from executives and directors and stuff that direct these Marvel films um, is they say that they try to make a good genre film first that just happens to star uh, super people, right? Um, Which I think is how it should be done. Um, Just having a movie uh, defined by uh, the source material and not necessarily by anything else isn't always a good uh, formula to go with because then the movie itself as a movie suffers, I find. So it's good that they were able to make a good story, like a good movie with a good story about um, sort of this person that's trying to fill his father's shoes and all that kind of stuff and run a kingdom, right? Uh, not exactly the most relatable <laughs> story. Not but it's not, quite. But we've, we've seen some stories like that before, like Lion King, which also is set in Africa, mm-hmm. um, like the fictional country of Wakanda uh, that is featured in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a completely alien, um, unknown, never touched before type of story. But I think the way they were able to deliver it and um, tie it to the the franchise and property that it's related to is uh, a feat that they, I think, managed to do quite well. Yeah, so. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I don't know anything about it. And I was still able to enjoy it mm-hmm. like it was just any other movie. Yeah. Yeah. So like I personally have never read... Um, any of the Black Panther comics or anything. I only read about it when I found out that they were going to produce um, a film based on uh, the character. So I started sort of reading up just sort of basic facts about it. And you don't really even need to do that, honestly. Because they they do a good job of explaining how um, the tech and, like, this country and how this this society works basically yeah um they do they do a really good job of explaining that so it comes together pretty quickly but yeah because there's sort of like an info dump <clears throat> scene mm-hmm. at the beginning um that sort of explains kind of how the plot device of the movie works because um uh that's sort of how eric kind of comes into power later on right and like how he prevents future kings from getting this power which oh, they might retcon later but we'll see yeah yeah because there's that scene where he like Ask them to burn all the plants. Oh, and yeah, yeah, give yeah. Give the Black Panthers their power. So Yes. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to reverse that somehow, because there's one thing that is kind of frustrating in uh, comic books and comic book movies as a result is that no, like, character death is necessarily permanent. Um, right. Rarely is it ever permanent. Um, in the case of the MCU, I think the only hero death that's been permanent so far has been Quicksilver right. from the second Avengers movie. So, and they, they might even reverse that. Who um, knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Just a, a waiting game, I guess. But, right. Um, yeah, because they don't like to kill off their moneymakers, so, mm-hmm. which is understandable, but kind of frustrating if yeah. you're, uh, if 
you're into the whole idea that deaths in stories should have gravity and meaning. And if you kill off a character and they and you know that they're going to come back in a movie or two, is kind of cheapens the uh, the effect. Yeah, it happens. takes away from the real mm-hmm. feeling of it. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, they're never going to come back. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but maybe they're going to come back. <laughs> yeah, which is also it's funny because in the movie. Um, T'Challa is killed by um, Eric Killmonger, um, the antagonist of the film, um, in what is it, ritual combat. Ritual right? combat is what they, they call it, yeah. Yeah, uh, the scene in which Eric forcibly takes the throne from T'Challa, uh, the protagonist. Um, and then, well, he seemingly, I guess he does die, doesn't he? Or, like, he, well, he, clings, on, clings he to life. He dies. Clings to life. Yeah, in terms of, of, like, he ends up in a coma. Right. I guess he never does technically like, die, right? Because he just I mean, gets thrown off the waterfall yeah, like, at the end of the fight. Because we don't know what happens between when he fell and when they find him. Yeah, they just said that he was, like washed up on the river. Yeah, like... And then the... And Maku like, just says, like, a fisherman found him. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then the Jabari just kind of took him in while our heroes thought... Or his... Yeah. The other heroes slash his family yes. thought that he was dead. Yes. And we're trying to deal with this new... Uh, I don't know. King? I mean, he technically was king. New monarchy. Yeah. uh, He did rule. Yeah. Also, wait. Quick question. I want to clear this up. Mm -hmm. What exactly is the timeline of this film? Timeline of this film. How long did it take for everything to happen? Oh, like like how long the film took to... Like, was it a week? No more than a week, I don't think. Because, uh, okay, let's see at the beginning. He goes in the... He goes to get... Let's see. Yeah, because at the beginning he goes to like he like attacks that convoy to rescue yeah. um, Nakia. Yeah. Right. And, and that was like a single night. That was like a night. <laughs> and then the and next day was when he comes back, and I'm assuming the ceremony happened that day. Yeah. When he gets like that was the night before the ceremony, I think. Right, because like yeah, because that's why he got Nakia because he told her right because she has to be at the ceremony yes. for yeah for his the next coronation day. yes. Right? So he's king for, like, at least a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly a day. Right? I feel like I it's... I mean, he got... Where else did he okay. go? Oh, no, no, they went... No, it's uh, it's at least two days. At least two days. Because <laughs> they go to South Korea. Yeah, they go to Korea. And then, but then he comes probably back. Probably no more than a few hours, actually. And then they come back. Right. Because they weren't there all night. And then, oh, yeah, no, and yeah, they... Did they pick up... No, they didn't get Claw from Korea, did they? No. Should they bring back Ross. Remember, they go to Korea thinking that they're going to come back with Claw. But then they end up with Ross. Because Claw gets away. What? How, do, how, do, how does Ross get Claw in the interrogation room again? Oh. Because they get him somehow, don't they? Shit, how do they catch him? I swear they caught him in Korea. Maybe they did. No! Did they? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> These are fact checks anyway, we should have made beforehand. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but like, definitely... No more than a week. Like, yeah. probably... I would say five days. Probably four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Eric is really only in charge for a day. Mm-hmm. But he wreaks havoc yeah. in that day. Yeah. Yeah, this whole movie takes place in probably no more than four or five days. Um, and I was talking about this with uh, with our friend Garrett, about when in the MCU timeline this takes place. Oh, yeah. 
at the beginning, you hear sort of I like the news. didn't even think about that. Yeah, because the news, <laughs> there's like a news broadcast that T'Challa's listening to at the beginning of the, uh, the film. And I think it mentions the events of Captain America Civil War happening a week ago. Um, oh. I think that movie came out in 2016, I want to say. Roughly. So this movie would have taken place in 2016 as well. So by the time we catch up in Infinity War, which comes out in May, I think, um, I guess it will have been two years since the end of this film. Right. Because uh, at the end of the film, he sort of puts forth sort of like an effort to have Wakanda do more outreach right. uh, work in the world, I guess, sort of like reveal yeah. their technological advances to everyone. Yes. So I think it would make sense that in by the time Infinity War comes around, he's like well into sort of like public activity with helping... Yeah, because two years is a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clear that up because I've been thinking about it yeah. these last few days. Yeah, I've been yeah, like, yeah. how long has it been? Yeah, and that would make sense because also another thing that Garrett mentioned was that there's a joke that uh, Letitia Wright's character, Shuri, uh, T'Challa's oh. sister, makes. She makes, a, she makes a what are those joke which uh, is in the film, which I think was around 2015, in, yeah. 2016. In context, it would have made, yeah. So whether or not it was intentional, that was actually like a chronologically accurate meme, meme joke to make yeah yeah so that was that's kind of funny oh i didn't even think about that yeah yeah i guess i forgot that it has to fit somewhere in the marvel timeline yeah because yeah they're all like in yeah, the same they're universe connected right, right. Yeah. but considering that though um they actually did a good job of sort of isolating the film from the rest of the there weren't too many sort of references or callbacks to other films uh in this universe at all it for the most part it takes place in Wakanda, there's a sequence in South Korea like we talked about, and like a scene or two in London when uh, Eric Killmonger is trying to steal this yes. piece of vibranium. And then there's the yeah. the flashback to 1992. Yeah, Oakland. In New Cal- York. California. California, California, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, majoritively the film takes place in Wakanda, so mm-hmm. um, it's very, at least storytelling-wise, it's very isolated from the rest of the films, which I think um, is to its benefit, I guess. Um, it doesn't really suffer from that at all. It's it's very, very well. Um, what am I trying to say? It was good. Yeah. Because I think it was necessary to make it mostly. Yeah. yeah. Based in Wakanda, just because we needed to see exactly what Wakanda is about. Right, and if they would spent too much time elsewhere, then it would have sort of detracted from. I think people would have complained that there wasn't enough Wakanda in this movie. Right. Um, and. This movie is supposed to be about Black Panther and where he's from and how his society works and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So a lot of um, the praise comes from the fact that it's highly, it's very rich in culture. Right. Yeah. That's one of the the praises that I had for the film coming out of it was that the the world building was very well done. Um, you could you believed that Wakanda was this place that people lived in. It wasn't. It didn't feel like um, this sort of like forced country that they were trying to like make you believe was real like it felt like an authentic place mm-hmm. um despite all its like advanced technology and like flying hover ships and stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah no they they did a great job with that yeah. and uh part of sort of like the culture that we're talking about um that i think i mentioned to you in last in the last episode um the yeah the costume director oh yes yeah yeah um wanted all the the black actors to have their their natural hair without any i think relaxers or straighteners or, in, or anything like that 
um, and style their hair according to like authentic their sort hair. of like African slash like Afro punk styles. Yes. Uh, which was cool because it added another layer of authenticity that I don't think anyone necessarily would have missed, but it's it's very welcome that they included it. So yeah, that's it. Just adds more points to um, the film. Yeah. I read somewhere that certain characters um, were speaking different African languages and dialects. Mm-hmm. Depending on the tribe, which yeah, that which totally makes which sense is too, right? cool though. Yeah, so you yeah. think about that they would yeah. actually go through the effort of making these actors and actresses learn mm-hmm. different dialects for the sake of separating tribes. Yeah, because all the, I think all if not, all or most of the uh, leading characters the that were casted with Af- African American act or African descent actors, I guess, because Lupita Nyong'o is technically. She's not American. She's not American. I yeah. think she's, like, partially from Mexico. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, the basically, they, they all had to do African accents for the film. Like, they're, none of those accents you see in the film were their natural accents, which um, they did a great job with, I think, because they mm-hmm. sounded pretty authentic. Like, I'm not an expert <laughs> in African dialects. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, it was, they did a convincing enough job, right? Yeah. So. To the... To the untrained ear, right. it sounds perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. So sounds... for most people, I think it did the job. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. I just, I have like, I just think it's so good. Right. I like don't, I can't speak very eloquently as to how much I like it. Just because I'm just like, wow, it's yeah. so good. I just like it. It's good. I'm just trying to think of like another sort of focus we can Things discuss. Things we can talk about. Well, I guess, well, we did talk about the album last week, but the music... I think was good. Like the score, like the orchestral stuff was, I don't know, run of the mill superhero orchestra stuff. It wasn't anything special. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were a few selections that were from the album that was put out, like the the soundtrack rap soundtrack. They call it a soundtrack, but it's actually not all of the songs are in the movie. Right. Yeah. It's like, isn't it? If you look it up, it's like music from from and and inspired inspired by by the film. Yeah. So, um, there's one track featuring the weekend that's in the film in the uh, Korea scene. The South Korea. They go to the casino. Casino scene, yeah. And then there's another one that's also in that scene as well later on. Um, I think which one was it? I don't know which one you're talking. It about. was one of the tracks featuring Kendrick, I think, during the car chase. Oh okay. Scene. Oh, was it a uh, King's Dead? No, I don't think so because he didn't die yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was either 10 or one of the other ones. Anyway. During, and then All the, the Stars with SZA is the end credits. The C- and yes. Okay, I yeah. want to talk about that as well. Um, the usually uh, end credit sequences for Marvel films, for the most part, are usually pretty visually interesting. Um, they, they get some visual effects house to, to do those, usually. And uh, they generally do a pretty good job um, just because... All these films are usually genre or tonally distinct, so they they usually have end credit sequences to match that. And the one that they chose to do for this one was sort of, uh, well, in the film, there's part of the Wakandan technology is they have this, like, kinetic sand Mm -hmm. that can function as as different things. Um, Like, one example is when they're sort of, like, video calling each other. It's sort of like a 3D colored hologram that this sand is able to 
sort of project out of. It's it's, it's hard to explain. It's, I, but yeah. you guys have all seen the movie, it's right? Really, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about when when you see the movie. And then mm-hmm. there's other uses for it too, like um, like obviously yeah, like displays. And then when uh, Shuri and Agent Ross are doing the remote driving mm-hmm. slash piloting thing, like the sand also acts as like. A seat, a fake, yeah, like car, a fake, a fake interface for for that, which is pretty cool too. So then, they took that kinetic sand and just used it as the main element of the colorful ending sequence, which is really beautiful. In my yeah, opinion. it was. Yeah, yeah, it so was really was pretty. Nice. They had like these sort of geometric figures. Yeah. That were made out of the sand. Right, and then like the sand would form into sort of the the silhouettes or like the the likenesses of the main characters too, whenever yes. their names would come on screen. At and the end, then which was nice. the backgrounds were just different colored gradients, yeah. and it was so pretty. And that's that's sort of one thing, or yeah, one thing that Marvel films have been able to um, distinguish themselves uh, as far as colors and stuff go between them and DC superhero films, is mm-hmm. because um, DC superhero films have historically been known to be sort of drab in color, um, more sort of like depressing in terms of their palette. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marvel has sort of, like, purposefully separated themselves from that. Um, sort of the most dramatic example of late would probably be Thor Ragnarok, if you've seen that, the third Thor film. So, so much color. Like, almost too Not I don't <laughs> want to say too much color, but it's very purposefully... Vibrant. In, vibrant and, like, intense. Like, literally neon in, like, every other scene. Mm-hmm. Every set is decorated with so much bold splashes of color. Um, I think that's cool. Have you, have you seen the yeah. third Thor film? It's so funny. Um, I just, I literally only just got around to seeing it like a few nights ago. Really? Yeah. I just, for whatever reason, didn't get around to seeing it when it came out back in November. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just saw it and it was, oh my goodness. It is good. It's, I probably like it better than... Than Black Panther? No, not. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. But like then the first Thor film. Oh, the first two Thor films pale in comparison to this one. Yeah. Um... The, tonally, they're just different, but at the same time, I think this one, you just enjoy Thor as a character more when he does this sort of like comedic yeah. stuff it's that just, he does in Thor this as a person is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, because so. Thor, Thor was a little more like, little more serious in the first two, mm-hmm. but then um, starting in sort of like the Avengers and Avengers 2, you just sort of see this more, or I guess they started writing him as more of a comedic um Character and I think he just works so much better on screen. Yeah. Um, when he's portrayed like that, just because it just makes it just makes more sense because it's more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Thor three is no exception. It's just the director Taika Waititi. Waititi, yeah. Yeah, he just he pulled all of the like the the best parts of the character and like that that world and just mashed it into this like crazy fun like hilarious like unexpectedly funny uh, film, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, we're, we're talking but about But this isn't about <laughs> Thor. This isn't an episode about Thor. Go see that one, too. Um, but yeah, the, I, the the colors in this in Black Panther, um, not quite as vibrant as Thor Ragnarok, but not that I would expect it to be, because it doesn't take place in space. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was plenty of... Even though I think Black Panther is known to be more of like a... Marvel's kind of Marvel's answer to Batman and that he operates like at night usually mm-hmm. um, there were surprisingly a lot of daytime scenes in this movie yeah there wasn't a lot of nighttime stuff like, at the all the only nighttime scenes I would say would probably probably the first scene when he attra- attacks the truck 
convoy mm-hmm. and the South Korea scene. Yeah. Um, the other ones, and, like, a few other ones, I guess, when uh, his family are going to the Jabari to, yeah. to but ask I, for help. I, like, would barely even call that a scene. It's mm-hmm. more of a moment. Yeah. Like, most of the movie takes place in the daytime, so you can see sort of, like, the the lush Wakanda landscape, Mm -hmm. which I think the movie definitely benefits from, because they could have easily just made this movie take place mostly um, during the nighttime, Mm -hmm. and I think it would have suffered if they did that, for sure. I think so. So I'm I'm very, very glad. And, like, in the day, you obviously see his suit in all of its glory. Yeah, because if he was just running around the night, just, like, because his suit is mostly black, so, like, Mm -hmm. um, that would have been a detriment as well. But, uh, yeah. I remembered a question that I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. It's in 3D. Right. So how do you feel about that? Do you think it mattered? No. Like, honestly, I think 3D is pretty much um, going to go away eventually. I hope it does. Because, like, I understand when uh, the first Avatar movie came out, that was, like, the first movie with this current um, style of 3D that we're, that we're uh, experiencing in theaters now. It was a big deal and blah, 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 um, because it, it was quite a big jump in, in quality from the blue and red 3D that we used to get, like the mm-hmm. Spy Kids 3D. Where <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to wear those cardboard glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That movie does not age well, by the way. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a nice sort of change in the movie-going experience, I guess, but um, now we've just sort of gotten over that gimmick, I would say. Um, and... Uh, I think it's just not going to be something that sells tickets anymore. Like, right now, a lot of movies, if you go, like, to this one on opening night, um, to get, like, at least with our theater that we went to, they usually do it so that if you go into the auditorium with reserved seating, because they don't always have reserved seating for all the shows, then you have to get, like, the 3D ticket, right? You have to go to the 3D showing to get Which that. Which is kind of annoying. Which is so dumb. Because, like, like, weeks later, maybe you'll be able to get a reserve seating show that doesn't feature 3D. But it's so dumb because I want to just be able to see the movie and reserve my seat. Yeah, and exactly. And not have to pay extra for 3D, but yeah. it currently makes money for them, so um, maybe it won't go away, but that would that's that because yeah. a lot of movies now don't really benefit from 3D anymore um, with the exception of, I guess, animated movies. Because animated movies, they can it's sort of, It's, like, like kind of cool to see it in Yeah, the like, they can sort of push... Um, it's, like, almost, like, fourth-wall type stuff. Yeah, because... That 3D helps. Yeah, because animated movies obviously can go sort of further in terms of how surreal they want their visuals to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so 3D can sort of add to that as well. But usually with films starring live-action actors, which is most of them these days, uh, there isn't much to be gained from, yeah. from 3D now, so uh, I hope it goes away. But, I hope it does, too. As a glasses wearer, yeah. if you guys are glasses wearers yeah. out there, it yeah. is a pain. Yeah, the, a true pain. Yeah, the 3D in this film was nothing to write home about. I would definitely prefer to see it in 2D, just because there weren't any scenes or anything that really stuck out to me as, like, wow, like, I'm glad I saw this in 3D, Yeah, you know? If anything, the opening scene, I told you when we mm. were on our way home that night, that yeah. the opening scene actually sort of gave me a headache yeah. a little bit because of the 3D was shaky. Yeah, yeah, that's um, the worst. So. so, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to know how you felt about it, because I know some mm. people really vouch for 3D, and... Yeah, it's not I, something I really I don't get it. Like, it's kind of cool in theory. It's a cool gimmick, and... I am a sucker for gimmicks, trust me, but um, this one, I guess, has just overstayed its welcome, in my opinion, so... I feel like 
about a quarter of the way through a 3D movie, you don't even know it's totally 3D forget. anymore. It's 3D, yeah. 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 So it's like, what is the purpose? Yeah, it's totally because. Well, I think part of it is that um, I want to say Avatar was shot in 3D, but a lot of films now um, are convert what's called post converted, yes. so that like after the movie is shot, um, people sort of go in and artificially make um, the 3D depth effects and stuff. So there's that as well, which usually post-converted 3D is not as good as... As being like filmed. Like, na- natively shot 3D, yeah. Right. But even then, um, it's nothing special. Yeah. I, hate, I hate to rag on 3D <laughs> like that. Like, it's, it is amazing that we have the technology to present films like this, but it's just, I don't think it's worth the extra effort yes. anymore. Um, I want smell-o-vision, <laughs> you know? I don't think so. I don't know like, if you would want to know what, like, let's say... The trash compactor scene in Star Wars. Okay, no, you're right. Okay. You want to know what a trash compactor is. That's fair. But also, like, I want. You know how at theme parks they Mm -hmm. have the rides where you, like, feel ants under your chair and things like that? Oh, that was. I did not like. Yeah, those life thing at Disneyland. That was. I did not like that. See, but it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, but. I would see a movie well, like that. Well, our mo- our theater has those D box seats. Yeah, like two of them. No, it's like two rows. It's at least ten. It's okay. at least a dozen seats. Okay. But, um. It's not the same. <laughs> like, well, your seat rumbles. It's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, what was the slogan for D-Box that came out? I don't even know. It was like, live, feel, move. Oh, yeah. Was it in that order? No, it was. I remember what it was, was like, feel. Something enjoy, feel, move, enjoy, or something like that. It was it was a really dumb. Move, scene. feel, enjoy. Was yeah. It move- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kay- Kaylee and I had a good laugh when that came on screen. It was just sort of like before the trailer started. The they were for these motion seats. Um, oh, I was it like, was wow, bad. You could apply that slogan to, to life. life? Move, move, feel, enjoy. I think it was. I don't know. It yeah. was really funny. It was something like that. Um, it was funny in the moment, clearly not a lasting joke. Yeah, just because I think all this stuff is really just um, theaters trying to make sure people still come out and see movies because yeah. um, so much is consumable online now yeah. via streaming and stuff. I think it kind of sucks that theater is almost dying. Yeah. In a sense, like, like the physical going to movie theater, eating yeah. popcorn, sitting yeah. in a seat. Yeah. Just the art of that is being lost. It's, I know. It's, it's sad. And then yeah. they have to force you to buy a 3D ticket or sort of like, ooh, like our seats rumble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think... I just wish that weren't necessary. Mm-hmm. Or like, I wish they didn't feel it was necessary mm-hmm. um, to get people to come out. But, I mean, not everyone's like a avid moviegoer yeah. like some of us and are. And who so. knows? We might just be in a stage in life yeah. where it's just sort of dying and then yeah. who it might come back. Yeah. Like, you and know, like vinyl feature... left for how long right. now vinyl's getting popular again. Yeah, and it's not like feature films are not, like, it's not like they're they're not being premiered in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, you still need to go to a theater to see um, whatever movie just came out, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that these gimmicks don't get too out of hand. Like, like, yeah. like they just like ooh they, they give you like a suit that <laughs> rumbles <laughs> and then like, when, when the character gets shot it's like you get shot too you go into poke in the chest I you like, go into the wanna... theater and then you have to pick out a hazmat suit just to yeah right or like you know the suit I don't know that'd be so weird and like ooh that'd be oh that'd be gross it'd for, be horrible that'd be gross for like for like sex scenes and stuff I and wouldn't like, want to have to deal with that and then the, the guy next to you is just like like ah. <laughs> would, would there be 
times where you could like turn it off. Like, I would hope so. It'd be cool if then you could have a switch like on your seat in airplanes right. where you can like control the volume and stuff. Like, from I guess your it would be cool like if you were like the main character in a scene and then like some guy like sort of like surprises you from the back and yes. then like you get a but I guess like, that's like on your shoulder. I guess that's sort of what VR will eventually be. Well, that's what I mean. It's like a VR like a like a a sensation suit. For right. our films, that would be so weird. Though. That would be like weird. if some guy gets his arm cut off and then <laughs> and your arm just like pulsates or yeah. something. That'd be kind of that'd be so weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, that, maybe that could be like a thing you could experience at like a science center. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I don't see theaters paying the money to like yeah. shit out I all the sizes of different yeah. sizes. Of I suits. don't think it would be like a mainstream no, attraction. No, no, that's no. no. just a funny idea. Yeah, um, it'd be like I something think... that you could experience at the IMAX. Right. Exactly. Um, are there any other sort of elements about the film? Um, oh, I wanted to talk about... People are calling Shuri a Disney princess. Yes. Because yeah, she is, technically. Yeah. She's a princess of Wakanda. Yeah. And Wakanda is it's, under Marvel, which is now a Disney property. So So she's technically a Disney princess. I mean, she's as much of a Disney princess as Princess Leia is a mm-hmm. Disney princess. As much, like People want to consider her to be that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think officially they haven't adopted... Leia as a princess. But she is one. Like, in the hearts and minds of the people. <laughs> yeah. uh, she is, so... Yes. Yeah. No, Shuri was definitely one of the most pleasant surprises of the film for me. Yes. Like, she definitely... Oh, let's stole... talk about favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. So Shuri is definitely probably... Like, she might be my favorite character, honestly. Yeah. Because every scene she was in, she just, like, stole the scene. Um... She was very funny. Um, her humor didn't seem forced or anything. Like, she was actually, like, a funny character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she was perfectly cast as well. Letitia Wright just did a great job. Oh, she was amazing. Um, like, you could tell the the chemistry between her and Chadwick. Um, you could tell that they were brother and sister. It yeah. didn't seem like they were acting or pretending to It felt to be like the parts were, like, written for them. Right, they were like, just so perfect. The scenes they have together, you could just tell that they have spent a lot of time with each other and they like they basically grew up with each other right which is what they're trying to uh, portray so I think they did a great job casting her um yeah I think she I want to say she's probably my favorite character out of all yeah. the the main ones sure. yeah she's yeah I think so she's yeah. definitely like top two for me probably mm-hmm. if not my favorite yeah. I mean it's hard to say because I liked most every character mm-hmm. except Daniel Kaluuya's character <laughs> And like I get, <laughs> I, I've read which I forget his yeah. name in the movie. Um, I can't remember. It, yeah, can't remember. something Abby. Yeah, hang on. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. And I mean, oh Wakabi. Yeah, Wakabi. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily Daniel Kaluuya's fault. It's either. not his fault that's at all. It's the character. Character. Yeah. yeah um, it's the character. Because basically, because I understand that he. He wants Wakanda to sort of change how they've been doing things, and that's mm-hmm. why he sides with Eric for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. He seemed a little bit one note for me, even though he did have some good scenes with um, with T'Challa and um, I don't know. I think. Oh, I loved the moment between him and Okoye when like she's end. about to kill him, <laughs> and he's like, "Would you kill me, my love?" And she's like. Absolutely, <laughs> right? without question. Right, like, I loved that moment. Yeah, that was amazing. It's like, cause, cause she's so, which I think some people found kind of like odd that like even though they were like together, 
she would still choose country she was, over well, him. Yeah. She was still but, loyal I mean, to Wakanda over him. So that's, thi- I guess that just shows how, like, devoted she is to her job yes. as, a, as a royal guard. And, right? you so, know, she is the general. Yeah. And I think if it was a male character, we wouldn't question that as much. That's true. But yeah, it's because we see her, women as so, like... She would side with her, yes. like, emotions the, or whatever, right? But she, she loves she loves her country, so... Uh, yeah. Evidently more than her boyfriend. Yes. Yeah, which is, I guess, admirable. Um, she was also very well cast. Uh, like, her action scenes were... Like, she's probably one of the more, I guess... I don't know ferocious fierce fierce yeah. uh, female <laughs> characters in the MCU I mm-hmm. hate to use the word fierce but like yeah. um, her fight scenes were actually genuinely like exciting um, and yeah. you can tell that she was just a very good fighter yeah I really um, like it just felt like you were watching warriors yeah like just yeah. warriors regardless of yeah, gender yeah. or so anything she was, yeah she was general of uh, the Dora Dora, Mala- Dora Malage Dora so, I think that's how you pronounce yeah, it yeah the group of sort of like royal guards uh, for, T'Challa's for Wakanda, bodyguards. Yeah. yeah, so, and I like that they, the the costume director dressed them practically because, um, well, in Wonder Woman, I think it was okay for the Amazons. I think they were dressed similarly practically with armor, covering their whole abdomens. Mm-hmm. But then in Justice League, Zack <laughs> Snyder went and undid that yeah. and sort of exposed their midriffs. Uh, Let's not talk about Justice League. Classic <laughs> Zack Snyder move, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Dormelage were, I think they did a great job of portraying them as people that like could strong do, fighters. Like, could do their job. Like mm-hmm. they could actually fight and like, actually do capable do their jobs. Yeah, that was that was very nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was overcast? I think I just I like how all of these characters were just portrayed as good as what they do, yeah, regardless like they of they do, who they were, and nobody ever had to question them. Um, because it was just assumed that people believed that those people were good at their jobs. And mm-hmm. for the most part, they were, with the exception of T'Challa. Some people think that he or his father didn't do a good job at, mm-hmm. at being king, but that's part of the story, I guess. Yes. Um, speaking of challengers to the throne, Michael B. Jordan, I thought, did a great job as well. Oh, yeah, he's um, an excellent villain. Playing the, I guess, a foil to T'Challa. Yes. Because they're both uh, heirs to the throne, but yeah. one was sort of raised in... Wakanda, the untouched African nation, mm-hmm. untouched by colonization, um, and Eric Killmonger or Eric Stevens um, was raised. <laughs> Eric Stevens was raised in <laughs> Oakland, California. So yeah. um, there was lots of sort of like oppression of uh, people of color in that yeah. region of the world. So then he sort of grew up with a different outlook on how, I guess, well, when he learned about Wakanda, like how Wakanda should be. Using its power and resources, right? Yes. Which is part he of was the... raised in Oakland in the 90s, mm-hmm. which I think was an especially difficult mm-hmm. era. So, I think he did a good job of portraying his sort of, his angst, I guess, towards mm-hmm. that whole situation. Um, and it definitely makes him one of the more interesting villains of uh, any MCU movie that I've seen. Because, with the exception of Loki, um, usually the villains are pretty boring in one note they're just like oh, I just want to destroy yeah, they're just evil the world cause... take over for the, the the sake of doing so mm-hmm. not necessarily for a good reason um, so yeah I'm glad that that was another thing that sort of pushed Black Panther over the top because they could have easily just made because with a lot of Marvel movies where the, the villains were sort of bleh um, the focus is <laughs> sort of bleh, yeah, sort of bleh. bleh. <laughs> the, the focus is more on the hero um and that's sort of the way that some people like to distinguish Marvel and DC movies is that DC's 
almost put more focus on the villain, with the example being um, The Dark Knight. The mm-hmm. Joker definitely was the star of that film. Um, and Marvel puts more focus on its heroes. But um, when, when a Marvel film manages to make a villain equally as interesting, if not more interesting, than mm-hmm. the titular, titular character, um, then I think that's, that's a, a triumph, because the heroes are usually interesting, and then the villains are equally interesting. Which yes. Is nice. Which is, it's cool. It's a, it's a different experience feeling highly empathetic for, or like... For the villain, yeah. right? Because yeah. you know that deep down he has good intentions. Yeah, you understand he, why he's doing what he's doing. Yes. Just necessarily not going about it in the best way. Yes. Um, because Eric kills a lot of people... Uh, yeah. telling from his nickname Killmonger, Killmonger. his um, body is covered in scars to right. represent every person he's ever killed yeah, and it's like dimples on a I don't know, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah it's like uh, like a golf ball but like not concave you know what I mean yeah. like, I don't know how to explain it yeah. but it's like basically like he just like had constant giant goosebumps <laughs> on his skin is like the easiest yeah. way to describe it. I'm not it. sure why. I think maybe, I want to say that's like a comic throwback. I'm not sure. It um, must be. It was an interesting look for him though to have his whole upper body covered in like studs basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which were self-inflicted which I didn't realize because I thought like just from seeing press photos and stuff of the character I thought maybe he did. He went through some kind of like augmentation experiment or something like that but no those were just scars that he inflicted on himself i figured it was like a branding thing Mm -hmm. almost like something that like him and all of his like army friends had to do (laughs) to like initiate themselves (laughs) into something yeah and uh one thing i also found interesting is that um the fact that t'challa offered to save him at the end of the movie too he was saying like oh like you don't have to go out like this you know we can help you and then um, Eric, I guess, chooses to die because he doesn't want to be locked up basically for what he's done because mm-hmm. he knows what he's done is not necessarily kosher in the eyes of uh, Wakandans. So, <laughs> yes. Um, he chooses to die after his fight yeah. with, with T'Challa. So. He chooses to die free is right. basically what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is very true to his character. Right. That right. is like he's absolutely for, true to his nature. All for for the freedom of, of African Americans and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So um, that was totally, yeah, like you said in character for him to not want to be locked up yeah and um the line where he talks about being able to see the the Wakandan sunset because his his father had told him oh just that they were heartbreaking oh. oh my god just my soul like, wow I couldn't yeah. I, I don't know I, yeah you just feel for him in that in that scene because um earlier earlier in the film you learned that his father was uh a Wakandan spy I guess that fell in love with an American woman and gave birth to Eric. In secret. In, in secret, I guess, in California. Yeah. And uh, so he never, Eric never, as a child, got to see Wakanda, but his, his father sort of promised him that he'd get to see it someday. Yeah. So it's it's kind of nice that he gets to see that Wakanda sunset, despite the... At least not, once, Not yeah. so great circumstances that yeah. were there, but uh, yeah, that was kind of a nice moment, too. It was, yeah. yeah. And like you said, that T'Challa gave him the choice that like right. he could save him that's a very t'challa thing to do yeah because he does the same thing to mbaku when he challenges him earlier right. in the film yeah you're right because yeah. he just like he could have killed mbaku because it's supposed to be like a fight to the death if like yield or yield or death right mm-hmm. or whatever but so. he's basically like just leave and you'll be fine yeah, but i need you to get out of here yeah because like <laughs> you're saying yeah because he could have th- thrown mbaku off that waterfall too during the the ritual combat scene um the first one i guess and then 
but yeah, he was saying how like, oh, like your people need you, like just get out of here and yield, like I'll let you go, mm-hmm. because he understands that his people need him. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to just kill for the sake of killing, right? Yes. Because um, so if it wasn't nice. clear, basically, like Jabari, the Jabari tribe, was like the the mountain tribe that chose not to. Yeah, the exiled yes. Wakandan tribe that didn't sort of unite with the other ones back when uh, when they first formed the kingdom, I guess. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was very it was a very good character moment to show him both times, I guess. Mm-hmm. Spare his uh, his vic- not victims, but like spare the people he just defeated. Yes. Because he could have just easily killed them, but he didn't because he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's a good a good heart. Okay, you're a good and man. Then, don't with they, a, with a good heart. Yeah. And don't they say that like a good a good man does not make a good king? That's like what, that was his. That's da- what his, his father said. Thing. Yeah, yeah. His, he said that to ch- and they think that line is in the trailers too. Um, yeah, T'Chaka, his, his father says that, yeah, you're a good man with a good heart, um, but sometimes, uh, it's hard to, what is it? Sometimes... I don't remember the exact line. Something about, like, if, basically, if you have a good heart, it's hard to be a good king, right? Because sometimes, as a king, you have to make hard choices that aren't necessarily nice ones. Yeah. So, that was sort of his father's warning to him, I suppose. Yeah. So. Did you have any favorite lines? From the movie? Not off the top of my head. Just, oh, I have just one. Just the one of those joke was pretty funny. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> oh, uh, and when um, when Ross wakes up after getting his spine fixed, yeah. and he just, like, sort of is walking around Sheree's lab, and she's on the computer, Yeah. and he starts talking to her, and she turns around, and she, oh, said, right. and she says, don't scare me like that, colonizer. <laughs> I loved that line. That one took me by surprise. That was, I've never heard that term used like it was in that sort of comedic so funny that comedic uh sense before yeah. so that was that was that was funny. so funny yeah and so you're right like, she had the best like she, she had, had really good lines she stole all the scenes she was in yeah um yeah and i guess she's line. only 16 like the no. character oh the character yeah. is okay i think i think the actress is yeah. a little older she's but. like 23 years yeah, like yeah, yeah she's like our age yeah um one of i guess the mcu sort of connections that they sort of snuck into the movie was uh when when they first bring Ross to Wakanda after his injury, they uh, Shuri says like, "Oh, like we have another. Uh, you brought me another white boy to fix <laughs> because because uh, at the end of Civil War in the post credits scene, if you stayed after the credits for that, um, they show if not spoiler, right? Yeah, spoilers for Civil War. <laughs> um, they show uh, Steve Rogers slash Captain America's best friend uh, Bucky being frozen." Um, and put into hibernation in Wakanda because I guess, I don't know, they're trying to remove the uh, evil brainwashing that he had suffered from uh, previously, so I guess uh, she was referring to him in terms of, like, white boys that they haven't mm-hmm. had to fix, so and that was kind in, of a funny funny line. And then in the post credit scene for Black Panther, right. we see him. We see him, and he seems alright. Yeah, so he's alive! I guess they were met, They were able to get the brainwashing out of yeah. him, because I think he said that she was able to fix him, and he thanked her for it. So. Yeah. They call him White Wolf. White Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably a reference as well, too. Yeah. Probably. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any uh, final thoughts on um, the film that you would like to mention? Just go see it. Go see it is all yeah. I can say. Um, yeah. Everyone was perfectly casted. And it was a beautiful film, just visually speaking Kugler did a great job yeah with oh, yeah. everything I guess he would have been in charge of yeah I don't know who D 
DP was. Cause I'm not sure. But they did a great job as well. Lots of color. Um, yeah. And the, yeah, just the costumes were amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Art, art, uh, art department, costume designers, they just knocked it out of the park with yeah. this one. Um, I hate to like brush over it, but <laughs> it's because like it's I don't know so the specifics well. of it. It's just done so well that like it just feels natural. Like It feels part of the world. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was very nice. I've heard people say that Martin Freeman's accent is still not awesome. It's okay. I thought it was passable. It's good enough. Like <laughs> Yeah. 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 It was I feel like it was a little rustier when he did it in Civil War too because mm-hmm. he had a small role in Civil War playing the same character, mm-hmm. um Everett Ross. But I think I think he's brushed it up a little bit in this one, but you can still tell it's not yeah. his native I mean, accent. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't um, do a lot of American characters. Yeah, right? So. He's usually yeah, cast it as a a British character, so... Yes. Um, Andy Serkis was good as Ulysses. We didn't really talk about him much. Yeah, yeah. He... Because he usually does motion capture characters. Um, mm-hmm. He's, like, known for that. I guess he has his own company doing that kind of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, like, a live-action role, he... I think he did really well. He, um... You could tell he was having a lot of fun playing, yeah. like, this sort of... Oh, eccentric, he was eccentric, evil! Eccentric South African guy. Yes. Um... Yeah, no, he did a great job yeah. with that. Uh, it was kind of a shame that he had to die in this one. Yeah. Um, because he first appeared in the second Avengers movie, and then I guess this is his second appearance in the franchise now. Mm-hmm. And then Eric kills him off in that junkyard or whatever because mm-hmm. the reasons. I but he kind of had to. Yeah, but I just wish we could have had another film featuring Andy Serkis as Ulysses. Yeah. Claw, just because... Um, it's a cool character. I really enjoyed watching him on screen just because he had sort of like a kind of rabid um, unpredictability to him. Like yes. similar similar to that of the Joker, right? Yeah. Like he was just like kind of... It, was, kinda, it um, was manic. Yeah, he was very yeah he was very manic. Um, yeah. You didn't really know what he was going to do next. So that was kind of fun Which was exciting. Mm-hmm. It kind of... Every scene with him sort of keeps you on edge. Yeah. Which is... Which is nice. Yeah. Because with Killmonger, you kind of were just like, well, he's going to kill everyone. Right, right. And in, like, um, in the first scene in this movie, I guess, where you see Claw, he, uh, he like, lets that museum guy sort mm-hmm. of run a little bit. It's like, oh, let's, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, I won't, uh, I'll, I'll just let you go. And it'll be a little, <laughs> little secret. <laughs> he just kills yeah, him just later on. Go. Yeah, so that was, that was kind of a fun Yeah, one that was. Effect, also, uh, Killmonger had a good line when he first walks into... Um, walks into the room and is saying that he wants the throne and they find out that he's Injabu's son mm-hmm. and he he talks to um to Chala's mom what's her name Ramonda Ramon Ramonda I Ram- think yeah Ramonda and he and he says hi auntie <laughs> what a little shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was he another just, like, good basically one. killed his way into yeah yeah I guess he had to kill Claw because that's how he got into the borders of Wakanda. Because yeah, because he showed they, it to... Because Claw was a wanted man, mm-hmm. so he wanted to... Right, because that's how he ended up... That's why um, yes, Wakabi yes, loves Wakabi him. Yes, really Wakabi really wanted, wanted Claw, Claw dead, dead, and then he shows up with Claw's body. Yes. That's right. That makes a lot more sense now. Yes. Um, yeah, I still wish Claw wouldn't have died, though. That would have been nice if he was still alive, but it's okay. Yeah. Any so final final I final th- thoughts? I think <laughs> I think those are my final final thoughts. I think so too. Yeah. So overall, eight point five ish. Somewhere between the two of us, it's about eight point five. <laughs> yeah, like I'm. 
Yeah. We're both probably going to see it again in the near future. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if after seeing it a second time, I just give it a solid nine. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are, there, there are flaws, I guess. Like, there are some pacing, not necessarily even issues, but just um, some parts of the movie, I would say, are paced kind of oddly. Like, but, but when it is considered slow, it's still interesting. It's not boring yeah. at all. It's never boring, actually. Yes. So, um... Any any nitpicks I might have with the film are vastly overshadowed by the the prose. So. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Do you have a joke? I do have a joke. Oh my gosh, um, he has a joke. I do have a joke from Reddit, not really related to the film because That's last a- week's joke was a Black Panther joke right. already. Um, Courtesy of the unknowing seven 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 on Reddit. Uh, are you it? ready for the joke? I guess so. Okay, a guy. St- <laughs> I'm gonna start over. Okay, rewind. Okay. A guy <laughs> with a, a guy with a stutter died in prison before he could finish his sentence. Oh, okay. Last week's joke was better. I'll admit that was last week's. Was better. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, go listen to it. It's probably a good pre-listen to this one. Yeah, yeah, because we talk about because they are they are linked definitely. Yeah, I would say this is definitely a spiritual successor to last week's episode. Yes. So, um, yeah. Don't worry. I think from here on out, we are done with Black Panther for now. <laughs> it seems like we're on a bit of a Black Panther kick right now. Yeah. But it's just you know it's topical. It's exciting. Yeah. It's like I think it the first big, big movie release yeah. of the year, of course. I would say so. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Next week, John will be back, um, and we will talk about something else. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, if you want to tell us what you thought about Black Panther. Yes. Um, if you want us to do more of these sort of movie discussions, mm-hmm. also let us know. Because maybe or if you that... have suggestions for movies we want to see. Yes. Even ones that know? we, like, not even theater movies, but just yeah. movies that you like and want to hear people talk about. Want to hear about. our opinion about it. Um, let us know. Let us know. Because I don't watch enough movies, and I want an <laughs> excuse to watch movies. Yeah, give us recommendations. Because if you tell me that you need me to watch a movie for this show, then I can write it off as research. Right. <laughs> yeah. And not feel bad about watching a movie. That's so. right. So, um, yeah, if you have any suggestions, feel free to send them to us at stayingintonightpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or tweet at us at sit underscore show mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um Leave us a review on iTunes, please. If that's where you're listening. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know how the review system works anywhere else. Anywhere <laughs> else. Um, let us know if you listen us... on Google Play or if you listen yeah. on Stitcher or anything. Right. Uh, let us know how that works because mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah. So where can we find you and your work? Me and my work. Yes. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at illgoddess. That's I-L-L-G-0-D-D-E-S-S. <laughs> Um, I haven't posted on Instagram all year, but I make stories sometimes. <laughs> Thanks. To be fair, I don't really post that often on Instagram either. Um, yes. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kim from Regina. That's, that's it. Yeah, Kim from Regina. So. Um, and if you want to find John, even though he's not here, right. <laughs> his Instagram um, is a third time all spelled out, and it's also his website. Yes. Um. That's it, I, I think. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. We will uh, catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.
God, forever. <laughs> <laughs> this one's only for the, the viewers. 